Hello and welcome to the Van Foodster Podcast. I am your host, Richard Wallach, covering the food scene in and around the Vancouver area, across Canada and beyond. This is episode 71 of the Van Foodster podcast. In this week's episode, I talk about the Oceanwide Seafood Festival and these three creations, the spicy shrimp roll at Hello Nori, the salmon risotto at 1931 Gallery Bistro, and the smoked sablefish chowder from Organic Ocean Seafood. I also talk about enjoying some Middle Eastern vegetarian favorites at Ofra's Kitchen. I talk about donuts at Donateria in New Westminster. The poutine challenge continues, and I talk about Chop and Chew in North Vancouver and their pulled pork poutine. Lastly, I feature my interview with Cameron, owner of Crave Culture Yogurt. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Van Foodster, as well as visit VancouverFoodster.com for everything food in Vancouver and beyond. Let's get on with this week's episode. As I mentioned in the previous uh, podcast, I am an ambassador for the Oceanwide Seafood Festival that's on this month, throughout the month of February, and it continues. I've uh, tried three more creations, ocean-wise creations, a uh, spicy shrimp roll at Hello Nori. Now, Hello Nori actually is a locally-based uh, company. They start out with their first location on Robson. They are about to open another one in North Vancouver, as well as amazing Brentwood. Um, here, it's actually a great, this is a great way. It's a hand roll. It's uh, inexpensive. You can enjoy a little taste of the ocean-wise seafood festival uh, just by having one of these hand rolls there. Uh, spicy shrimp roll, sustainable uh, very, very tasty, and that's one way to, to, to get into this festival and enjoy it if you don't want to go for a full-on meal. But if you do want to go on for a full-on meal, then try the Salmon Risotto at 1931 Gallery Bistro. This was incredible. I tried it for lunch the other day, but it is actually available for lunch and also for dinner now. And for dinner, though, they are actually part of a price-fixed menu. If you don't want to get involved into too much of a cost, then I would suggest you go for lunch, uh, I believe, from 11 to 4 every day. And um, it's a $35 dish, but it's a substantial meal. So you've got this risotto, very tasty risotto with a, 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 a filet of salmon right on top of the top of the fennel salad. This was done very, very well. And it's a great, great dish to have in this year's festival. Um, another one, and this is a little bit different, is the smoked sablefish chowder from Organic Ocean Seafood. Now, Organic Ocean Seafood, pre-pandemic, was mostly a supplier to restaurants. They supplied all the fresh uh, fish that came right off the boats um, right here in Vancouver and uh, fish and see that kind of thing to restaurants. But pandemic changed things and they now do both. They do restaurants and they also um, sell directly to the public and deliver to your home. So this is fantastic. If you don't want to go out to a restaurant right now, you want to stay home and enjoy some delicious chowder, you can do that. You can order from Organic Ocean online. There's smoked sablefish chowder. I believe it's going for $29.25. It actually is a full container. It comes frozen, and it's got four servings. So if you can enjoy it with your whole family, or if you're just two of you, you can have some today, have some tomorrow. Uh, but it is a great way of, of supporting um, OceanWise. Um, each, uh, each dish in the OceanWise Festival is donating a portion of proceeds to OceanWise for uh, seafood conservation uh, for the future. So it is a great cause um, or 
to have uh, to support support ocean wise and this is the way to do it now Ofra's kitchen it's been around for a little while now it's one of my favorites uh, for vegetarian middle eastern vegetarian food in the city i visited this week for some favorites and had the delicious healing soup i mean this was just so needed this week I also had the falafel and hummus, which is also really good, and had some cooked veggies. Uh, so she's got kind of an assortment of cooked veggies. She's like a ninja. So you, it's kind of fun when you talk to Ofra, she, she'll say, I'm the ninja of my restaurant. And that's true. And, and you will get to hear a bit more about Ofra uh, coming up in, an, in, in a couple episodes um, on this podcast. I'll be featuring Ofra. And uh, you get a little glimpse of too. She's a wonderful person to talk to. She will uplift you when you go to her restaurant for sure. So hang tight and uh, listen to about Ofra's. But uh, definitely a great spot to visit. They are right on Demon Street in the heart of the West End in downtown Vancouver. Donateria opened up this past summer in downtown New Westminster. Kind of like it was a collaboration of sorts initially. Uh, there was this guy named John and he had created Royal City Donuts. Now, Many of you have, may have tried it. I actually never tried Royal, Royal City Donuts. I had heard about it many times, but one thing led to another, and unfortunately his uh, donut shop that was supposed to open in Burnaby did not open, and he ended up forming a partnership with um, uh, a fellow in uh, New Westminster, and that's how Donateria was born. Um, since, though, John has gone back to his hair salon, which apparently he owns in Chinatown, and uh, Donateria is up and running in downtown New West, and it is super, super popular. As you can see, I posted on Instagram the other day all these different donuts. They have about 30 different kinds of donuts. But um, one thing they did tell me is that they want to have your favorites. So um, a lot of people, like, you go to like places and you have this favorite, and if it's not, not there the day you go, then you feel like, why did I waste all this time going there? So they don't want that to happen. So they've got this selection of favorites. They know that people come and some people come and they that's what they want. They just want the same donut every single time they come. So you can do that there. You can definitely do that. Now, I tried about eight different donuts and I got two favorites. So the favorite of the rings is the maple walnut. That was really good. The flavor of the, the maple, the walnuts on top. It was just and it's a great brioche donut. That was really, really tasty. And on the filled side of things. What I thought I was going to like was the difference. I actually thought I was going to like Boston cream because I hadn't had Boston cream in a long time. However, that was not my favorite. My favorite was the hazelnut strawberry filled. And it's like, okay, Valentine's is in the air. So that's kind of, this could be a great Valentine's donut. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. I mean, it's Valentine's weekend. So this is kind of a, a one that you could definitely do. But it was just the flavors are really good with this strawberry and it's got chocolate glaze on it and topped with hazelnut. I don't know. That was my favorite. Some people say the tiramisu is their favorite. I know it's their most popular donut there. It was not mine. So, and I do love tiramisu, but just that one, uh, that did not work for me. But anyway, so uh, check them out. They are in downtown New West. They are about to open a trailer, though, in the Sapperton neighborhood of uh, New Westminster as well. So watch for them. Chop and Chew is located on Lonsdale in North Vancouver, and they are part of my Vancouver Poutine Challenge, which is on currently. Uh, they're featuring a pulled pork poutine. They smoke the coffee rub pork for 12 hours. It's a large dish that feeds two, and it's loaded with battered fries, cheese curds, and a house-made bone broth gravy, and it's all very good. I had a chance to taste that this past, this past weekend. It's indulgent for sure, and if you love poutine and you love indulgent, this is your spot. you got to go and check out Chop and Chew up on Lawn Sale in North Vancouver around 18th. 
One of my favorite spots in North Vancouver is Crave Culture Yogurt. I've been going there since they pretty much since they opened. And I love their yogurt. I take the jars home and have some uh, yogurt at home every morning. And I, I, my favorite is actually their quince with the vanilla yogurt. It's very, very good. But they also have these bowls. And the bowls are savory bowls and sweet bowls, which they have on their menu in-house. And my favorite, I kind of have this every single time I go there now, is the PB&J bowl. And it's like peanut butter and it's jam they make their house jam and you get the yogurt together it's just it's really really good i'm kind of hooked obviously i'm hooked every time i go there i have the same thing it's very very good but what i didn't understand was i'm getting oikos yogurt i'm getting a liberty yogurt i'm having in the morning at home and i didn't know like what are the differences between store-bought yogurts these major brands that you find in every store throughout the world throughout north america versus the yogurt that crave makes in-house so I had a chance to interview Cameron. He's the owner of uh, Crave Culture Yogurt. Listen to my interview with Cameron now. Cameron owns the uh, Crave Culture Yogurt in North Vancouver. He's joining me right now. Uh, Cameron, tell me about your yogurt. I mean, I have had yogurt in the store. I used to get Oikos and Liberty brands, and it's just yogurt but when I had your yogurt it was completely different and I feel it in my stomach it's it's very very different so can you explain the process of how you make your yogurt for sure so well, first of all thank you for having me Richard it's great to uh, be here and uh, so my yogurt is a bit different and the reason why is it's all made in house daily we make it daily every day so all our yogurts really fresh and so the difference with mine is that we, it's all about the fermentation process. So how it works is that um, we use organic milk, fresh organic milk that we get. And uh, we, what we do is once we get our yogurt into the fermentation process, we actually ferment our yogurt for over 14 hours. And what that does after lots of trial and error, it took me about four or five years to kind of perfect this, the consistency and the flavors of the yogurt. So what we do is ferment it for 14 hours. And what that does is, first of all, it, it adds way more probiotics because the probiotics get to work more and they get they stay in that heat. So it keeps growing and growing. So you get billions and billions and billions of uh, probiotics in there. And also, the more you ferment yogurt, the less lactose it has. So the lactose kind of goes away, like let's say evaporates or just kind of goes away from the milk itself. So we have a lot of customers that are kind of lactose intolerant that haven't had yogurt for years, dairy for years, and they do really good on my yogurt. And that's because the lactose is really low and the probiotics are super high. So when you do ferment yogurt for that long, it, it gives you that difference. What happens with the yogurts you buy in stores mostly because they're mass produced and they do lots and lots of batches is that they probably ferment because Yogurt kind of gets hard after a few hours in, in fermentation process. So what happens is that once they, it gets hard, they just put it straight into the fridge and it's good for maybe, maybe they ferment it for two to three hours and they get that solid yogurt. But again, the probiotics are not as high as mine and the lactose is almost all there. So a lot of people have that yogurt and they're lactose intolerant and they really can't handle it. So that's kind of the difference with my yogurt. We use organic cane sugar in our yogurt for the vanilla flavor the plant has no sugar whatsoever and we use or yeah organic cane sugar and we use very very little so if you go into stores and they buy like the vanilla kind of yogurt from 
any brand out there, you'd get about anywhere between 12 to almost 22 grams of sugar per 150 mils. My yogurt has four grams of organic cane sugar, and that's all. Wow. So it's not as sweet as the ones you see in stores. The thickness is great. The consistency is great. It's a full fat yogurt. It's about six and a half percent. I always believe that yogurt should have the full fat. It's the kind of the best fat for you. Um, and the probiotics are just great for your stomach. So anytime, if anyone's taking antibiotics or has a cold or anything like that, that's just the perfect stuff for them because you have antibiotics. So you have to be probiotics. Right. Because you're losing all those biotics in your so stomach. Can you explain the, the fat content? So you said six and a half percent is yours. Yeah. Now, the average out there, I mean, it ranges in the store depending it ranges. on what kind of brand you're buying. But exactly. the and Liberty are zero to two percent. So some yeah. people think, oh, that's better for me, the zero or two percent. But I don't think that's the case if you're no. correctly your yogurt. No, so it's probably more processed to get it to zero percent. Because mm. the more you process, in order to get uh, milk. Well, when you get milk, you get a full fat milk and then they process it to cut down the fat in there. So the milk gets more processed, but really milk fat is, is, is fine. It's good for you. Your body knows how to burn that fat. It's a natural fat. Mm. When you get into like stuff like vegetable oil and margarine and stuff like that, those fats, your body doesn't, doesn't know what it is. So it kind of stores it at glucose, mm. but real fat that comes naturally, your body completely knows how to burn it as energy. So it's actually really good for you, especially for little kids. I have a lot of parents that come into my store and they buy this yogurt because it's, first of all, it's got tons of probiotics. It's organic. It's made daily and it's a full fat. And that's what they want for their kids. And it's really good for them. So you are selling um, different sizes, of course, in your, in your shop. Now you've got these large jars and you explained to me yesterday that like they, they can last up to a month, right? So yeah. So how it works is that, um, so the yogurts you buy in stores that you see about two weeks uh, shelf life, the reason why it's two weeks, those yogurts, yogurt has a really good shelf life because we fermented it once, we pasteurized it already as well. So it has a really good shelf life. But the problem with the ones you buy in stores is that by the time they get to the store, it's probably been in the process for about a week and a half or two. So they store it in the fridge and then by the time it gets transported to the store, then that before best before they kind of, shortens up to about two weeks mm. but if you come to our store we put it straight from the fermentation when it gets cold straight into our fridge so it's really good for a whole month wow. um as long as you don't use a dirty spoon to scoop it up or like a spoon that's got water on it that kind of usually makes a little um makes a difference in the pro in the length of the yogurt but i usually suggest just use a clean spoon and then that's the best way to do it yeah and then portion size. I mean, you've got these bowls in your your place. You get the PBJ bowl, which is my favorite. But um, how? What is the average um, size serving you think that people should have of your yogurt? So I, you know, it's it depends. It's like there's people that love yogurt, and I usually go about a hundred, about a cup of yogurt. I put some granola on it. Just have that once daily, and you're gonna feel it within a couple of weeks. Like if you have it constantly you're going to feel those probiotics working you're going to feel better you're going to sleep better um your stomach's going to work better you're going to have a way better digestive system uh you're going to have you're going to be less prone to catching colds because probiotics are always fighting in your body they're helping your stomach um there's so many benefits to probiotic i always say your brain runs on your gut hmm. the brain is about your gut 
the healthy gut, healthy brain. Okay. As soon as your gut has, is not healthy, then a lot of different functions in your brain don't work. But if you have a healthy gut, you have a healthy brain. And I think that's the key. And a lot of people forget about that. Um, vitamins and stuff are great. Don't get me wrong, but probiotics are the key. Probiotics are the key to your body. So let's talk about, we've got yogurt and we've got frozen yogurt. Now you've got all these different flavors of frozen yogurt. Can you explain the Froyo versus the yogurt? Yeah, so Froyo, uh, obviously it's the frozen kind of the yogurt. Uh, it does we do have to add sugar in there so uh in order for it to freeze like it does but we do put our own yogurt in our frozen yogurt a lot of places just use a powder and water for the frozen yogurt and we don't do that we use our own yogurt plus uh the mix and a little bit of water and our flavors are all pure fruit so we take mangoes we take strawberries we have passion fruit we have uh uh, raspberry and these are all real pureed fruits we don't add any sugar to the fruits uh, we don't add any colors um, i do add a little bit uh, of beetroot powder hmm. to uh, my strawberry because strawberry doesn't have that much color when i blend it up and it doesn't right. show so i always wanted to get that nice color out of my the you don't taste the beetroot but it's the most natural way to mm-hmm. kind of give that nice color to it and it's good for you you know, and that's the only, well, not color, but only thing I use to kind of make my strawberry a little bit darker than it is right now. So yeah, on that's the Froyo a- side, is the fat content the same? Is it still at the six and a half percent or does that change for frozen yogurt? Um, it does change a little bit because I'm adding a little bit of water. So the fat content kind of comes down a bit. It's less than the actual full fat yogurt, mm. but it, this, this still does have some fat. Um, and, uh, yeah, our Froyo is very different from the other ones you've ever tried. Like these, everyone has to come and try it. Everyone that has it says, we have a lot of customers that come in and they have ice cream all the time and they have my Froyo and they're like, we can't go back to ice cream. Ice cream is way too sweet. My Froyo is not sweet at all. It's got a little bit of sugar, very health, much healthier, and it doesn't bother your stomach. Because again, there's very, very little lactose in there. Um, ice cream has tons of lactose and a lot of times with these ice cream machines, they put a lot of air into it. They kind of pump air, so it kind of pops up. So you get that that consistency. And what air does is it goes in your stomach and it creates gas. Right. There's a lot of things to your stomach. But we don't do any of that. We, we come straight pure out of the machine, and it's got and it has no people have no issues with their stomach with our froyo. So in addition to your yogurt, you're making other things. You're making jams and you're yeah. making granola and everything else that kind of kind of goes together with everything that exactly. you're doing. So a lot of our stuff is gluten-free. It's like our granola is completely gluten-free. Very good for people that have celiac. I have a lot of people that have celiac and they come buy bags and bags of my granola because it's kind of the only granola they can really have. I don't put any sugar in my granola. I just use a little bit of uh, maple syrup and some coconut oil. Uh, We use almond flour, flax seeds, hemp hearts, um, gluten-free oats. You know, oats are usually gluten-free. But you have to kind of get the gluten-free oats if you're dealing with people that have celiac. And the reason why is because there's no cross-contamination. Con- cross Usually oats, the reason why oats in a lot of places have gluten is because they've been cross-contaminated, but oats shouldn't really have gluten in them. So you have to make sure you get gluten, uh, oats that are gluten-free. So they're processed in a factory that is gluten-free. So I make sure we do that. Um, there's almond flour, almonds, um, 
pumpkin seeds, hemp heart, chia seeds. I think I said that. A little bit of maple syrups. And yeah, so, and some coconut oil. So that's our thing. And we do also have gluten-free cones for people that are gluten-free. So we do gluten-free waffle cones. Uh, a lot of people haven't had waffle cones in a long time that have gluten. So it's really nice for them. They're really, they get really excited when they see that. And we also do bowls with toppings on them. So you get, you pick your flavor of your frozen yogurt and we do fresh fruit on it. Mostly all fresh fruit, but we do some other like chocolate shavings and stuff like that as well. And then the jams you're making also, you're doing in-house, yeah. they're all, they're all pure. Yeah. Our jams are all made in-house. Uh, they're very low in sugar. We use organic cane sugar, but very low. So they're more on the tart side. Uh, we've had a lot of requests for people to buy our jams. So our next project is we're going to start selling our jams. So we're going to, sorry, one second here. So yeah, a lot of people are, uh, are asking to get our jam. So what we're going to do is we're going to start selling our jams and um, soon. Uh, so yeah, we should have that soon. We'll let everyone know on our Instagram. So for now, people can only buy your yogurts in your shop in Edgemont Village in North Vancouver, right? So if people do live kind of outside of the downtown, or the North Shore, they've yeah. got to come to you. So I know you've had, we've been talking about this, like how can you you know, get your product around the greater Vancouver area. And I know you've got some ideas with, with this and I'm sure things will come up as, as things go on. But for now, yeah, we've got to come in. Yeah, absolutely. We have a few plans in our, in our schedule. One is that uh, we're going to start taking orders and maybe doing some deliveries in some certain parts of downtown or like a little bit further in Burnaby. And then we just do a kind of, you come in, you, uh, we set up a date and that date you come and pick up your jars mm -hmm. So how our jars work, we only do glass jars and it's a refillable glass jar. So you buy your jar the first time, you pay a deposit on the glass jar. And then when you come in, uh, refill, and we do a refill. We take back your old jar, we give you a brand new jar and uh, it's going to be, you get your deposit back on that jar. So you get $4 less for your refill. So every time you do a refill with a jar, it's $4 less because you paid $4. Last in the question day. for you is, when people like buy it and they have it, let's say they kind of live far away. It's going to be in the yeah. car for a while. Like, is there a shelf like that? How long can it be out of the fridge for? Let's say, let's put it that way. So that's a little tricky. You know, um, if you do leave it outside in the outside, like in the, if it's in the warm area, yeah, um, a couple hours, you know, uh, what will happen to the yogurt? It might get a little bit more sour. It doesn't mean it's gone bad. Uh, it's gone a little, it's, it's going to have a little bit more tartness to it. But that's about it. It's uh, the probiotics are still there, very strong. Um, it's when you get to like six, seven hours outside, and not in the fridge, and it's like anything that's got dairy in it, right? So right. that's the only thing you gotta watch for. Um, but when we do do our deliveries, if we do our deliveries, we're gonna have them fully in a, in coolers with ice packs, so it'll be fine for a while. You just gotta come pick it up, take it home, and then the next delivery we have. Then you come bring your old jars and pick up your new jars. So right. we're working on that. Uh, we just want, you know, my, the, more, the main thing for me is consistency. And um, we just opened a year ago. So our consistency is the key. We don't want to, like, I'll do ourselves right now and lose consistency and, uh, and um, what's it called? Uh, quality. Mm -hmm. Quality is the key. So we just want to make sure when we do it, we do it right. right. And that's very important for me. I'm in it for the long run, you know, I'm not in it for a short kind of thing. And like, just trying to make money. It's not about that. I enjoy what I do. I love what I do. 
cooking is my passion and my wife didn't want me to open a restaurant so <laughs> and I always made great yogurt so you know we came up with this idea and it's it's been really fun it's been super fun the past year we've been we've been doing really great people are really enjoying our products they're coming from all over the place trying our new stuff but we do want to expand that's in our plans for sure but we want to do it right when we do it we do it right right okay thank you for joining me today oh no problem thank you for listening to this week's show tune into the next episode next week to hear more interviews with chef and cookbook authors as well as other features Please tell your friends about this podcast and have them subscribe to the Van Foodstrip Podcast and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon Music to hear my weekly show covering the food scene in and outside of Vancouver.